Welcome to a unique episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, the Uncivilized Nation, and author of the book, Man Uncivilized. And I'm going to be tackling this episode alone. This is a solo recording in my house in Denver, and it's around the coronavirus time. I'm on lockdown. We're at the end of March, and I wanted to put this out as a response or to give, give you all a guide on how to respond in an uncivilized fashion to what's going on. All of our lives have changed so drastically in the past couple of weeks, haven't they? Right? We went from, ah, oh, there's this thing, to, oh my God, it may be coming to America, to a whole bunch of misinformation and rumor and lies, to very rapidly schools being shut down, businesses being shut down, us asked to stay at home, and all kinds of anxiety and uncertainty. It's needless to say we're in the middle of a crisis, right? And maybe we could, we could title this podcast, Never Waste a Good Crisis, or perhaps just lay that as the framework of how we want to be thinking and acting right now and from now forward. A lot of people are a fucking mess right now. And my heart goes out to them. But to be honest, a lot of people were a fucking mess three weeks ago before any of this happened. And so my heart still goes out to them, but that's not you. That's not the listeners and it's not people who are engaging in growth and self-development or those people who even woke up in the midst of this and said, okay, there's opportunity here. There's massive opportunity here. And I'm not talking about playing the stock market or writing a next New York Times bestseller, or some of the, or even the spiritual bypass bullshit you're seeing being pushed around out there. It's an opportunity for you to dictate how you are going to act in a difficult time. It's an opportunity for you to take some bad habits or some bad patterning, let's call it, or some unskillful patterning. That's the best way to put it. Some unskillful patterning and change it. That's the opportunity that we all have now, myself included. It's like a giant mirror has been shown up to shown in all of our faces and we go, oh, all of the systems that I lived by were so fragile. All of the ways that I lived or so many of the ways that I lived were unsustainable. And the unsustainable car, uns, unsustainability card got pulled, got yanked. Right? It's like we were borrowing money and borrowing money and borrowing money to live. And then suddenly the bookie showed up or the loan shark showed up and was like, hey, uh, now you got to pay me back. And we went, oh, shit. So here in the, in the next half hour, 40 minutes, I'm going to give you some really good frames and some exercises and some mindset, mindset shifts you can make to really turn it to really use this opportunity or to use the time within this opportunity. Because here's the deal, folks. This is going to take a while. Uh, I think here in Denver, we were said we were shut down until April 10th. And then today, that's now been May and possibly June. So let's just all agree that we're going to be here for a little while. And at some point, we're going to get sick of Netflix, Instagram, you know, porn, however we're distracting ourselves and say, okay, I need to create a routine 
I need to have some goals, I need to have some projects, and I have the opportunity to do all of this a little bit differently. So when I was first putting this together, I thought maybe I would pick some of the tenets of the ethos and use those as the foundation upon which to have you guys act, but I decided not to. Instead, I decided to go with the five pillars of, uh, of, ma of uncivilized masculinity, which just for women listening to this too, is very applicable. So it's not just, oh my God, this is for dudes. But before I start, I'd like to read, uh, the, I'd like to read the ethos so that you guys get an idea of what I was talking about and just so you have it under your belt. So this is the uncivilized ethos. It's 12 tenets. Number one, be unapologetically male. And so if you're listening to that and you're not a male, you could think be unapologetically you. Start there. Number two, be your brother's keeper. Now this is applicable whether you're, again, a man or woman, it could be your sister's keeper or be your fellow human's keeper, I think is good right now. Be dangerous but not a danger. Oof, it's a juicy one with what we got going on and what we potentially have going on. Make still the mind, make savage the body. That's applicable. Know that your deepest gifts grow in the gardens of your wounds. Well, guess what? Your habits and patterns come out of those wounds. So if you're having some shit pop up right now, which you will, here's an opportunity to dive back deeper and go, oh, what's underneath that? Why can't I sit in a room by myself for 10 minutes without freaking out? Why, can't, why am I addicted to my phone, addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, addicted to sex, addicted to whatever I am? And trust me, we are all addicts. Number six, practice presence and performance. Another juicy one. Number seven, honor the men who came before you, the women who bore you, and the children who will inherit your earth. You know, that one's all about reverence, which I think we're getting a good dose of reverence uh, shoved down our throats right now. Number eight, have equal and open access to your head, your heart, and your balls, or your guts if you're a woman, or your oves, or whatever you want to say, your pussy, I don't care. Just have access to being able to think, being able to feel, and fuck some shit up in the world. Number nine, live by the rule, there are no rules but karma and responsibility are real. You know, what's fascinating about this time is how many rules have just gone out the window or how many rules suddenly got changed. And it's a really interesting time to look at the rules we've all lived by and question them, right? Just as a generic example, how many companies now that said, no, 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 no one can work from home, no one can work from home are now like, oh, 100% of our workforce is working from home. Holy shit. Anyway, number 10, love fiercely, openly, and without reservation. Whew. It's another juicy one for right now. Number 11, know that love without strength leads to victimhood and strength without love leads to tyranny. I think we uh, have a potential here to look at our leadership and say, is there strength without love? Hmm? I believe we may, or is there tyranny or is there just God awful fucking leadership? Is there actually, like, if you were to take leadership and write it out as these are the best ways to display leadership, and then you were to take another piece of paper and write out, these are the absolute worst ways to display leadership, we may be seeing that, but I digress. Number 12, fight hurt. 
And folks, I know I said I'm not going to use the ethos as the basis here, uh, but fighting hurt is what the whole country is going to be doing for some time now. And so if you most likely are fighting hurt, you're like, I don't know where my next paycheck is. I don't know when it's going to happen two weeks from now. So accept that you're fighting hurt. But now let's transition. These are the five pillars. And pardon me while I slug down some kombucha. If anybody out there wants to drop a kombucha sponsorship, I'm open. Okay, here we go. The five pillars of uncivilized masculinity are strength, presence, responsibility, obsession, and competency. So how does that apply now? And how does it apply also to women? Here we go. Here's what I wrote next to strength in the book. There isn't a single society on earth that looks at its leader and says, he was the weakest among us. That is why we follow him. And again, we can use she and her here. Strength of body, strength of mind, strength of heart, strength of character, strength of will, cultivate them all. Boy, do we have an opportunity to cultivate strength here, don't we? Uh, tomorrow, I'm launching a, a fitness challenge for the month of April for the guys in the nation and opening it up to the public too. And I have my kettlebell out, a jump rope, I've been doing push-ups. I don't have access to a gym. Found a pull-up bar out in the park just for physical strength, right? Like I want to know that I am as strong as possible throughout this entire experience. And I hope you do too, but also strength of mind, strength of heart, strength of character, strength of will. You guys have every opportunity now, unless you're working, to sleep in, to eat shitty food, to get lazy, to let your mind drift to things that aren't helping it, to ingest all kinds of crap, to spend your day on social media, or to ask yourself, how can I get a little stronger here? What if I did two workouts tomorrow? What if I did all the things that I said I was going to do in the past three years, but I haven't had time to. I just literally haven't had time. What if I got up early? What if I took a cold shower? What if I made a deal with myself that I wasn't going to judge myself? I was going to have an allowance here to make mistakes, to be imperfect, to be messy, to cry, to break down, to ask for help. What if we redefine strength to you reaching your greatest potential? no matter what that required. That to me is how we use this together. And this is, this is before we get to the community level and the city level and the country level. What if we all just use this to get a little bit stronger? Right? What if we changed our diets? What if McDonald's went out of business because of this? I would be over fucking joyed. Again, if we go back to three weeks ago, 60% of Americans or something, something, something terrible were significantly overweight. It was like 40% were obese. And I'm not picking on heavy people here. I'm picking on diet choices. I'm picking on the rules that said, the societal rule that said, if it's cheap, eat it. If it's nutritious and 40 cents more, don't. Oh, by the way, buy the biggest house you can and a 60-inch TV and spend your life in debt paying those off, but don't eat vegetables because the 40 cents is ridiculous. That's where I hope we go with this with strength. And I'm going to invite you to ask yourself, how can I use this to get stronger? 
Just like if you were locked in a gym for the next two months. Like, oh shit, I got to sleep in the corner? Okay, I'm going to start benching. Strength. So number two, presence. Here's what I wrote in the book. Make being present your superpower. Learn to own the moment. Learn to sit equally still in both your pain and your pleasure. Learn to dissect a single moment into a thousand parts and become intimate with each one individually. Meditate your fucking ass off. Presence, right? It is that elusive aphrodisiac of humanity. It is the, the single greatest superpower that you can cultivate. The ability to stay in the moment. We got a lot of downtime now. A lot of people are trying to figure out exactly how to fill every waking moment of their day so they don't feel anything. As opposed to going for long walks in the park, meditating, doing yoga. When you have a conversation with the person you live with, turn your phone off. When you're playing with your kids, turn your phone off. When you're playing with your kids, don't have a glass of wine beforehand. When you're sitting with your partner, don't have a glass of wine in front of you and have nothing against alcohol, but it doesn't make you present. Look for all the places in your life that you leave your body or you leave the room emotionally when things get hard, things get uncomfortable. Right? How many of us check out or we go to fantasy land when things get hard? And we, even, we, even, we, we use it. We say, put your mind elsewhere. Like, no, no, no. Keep your mind here. Become radical in your desire to be present. Notice the little things about your house that you didn't notice before. Start making food that has more interesting taste. And then notice when you're eating, eat slower. Right? You got time. You got time, folks. Right? You have time. Take in all of the stimulus that you were missing because you were going so fast three weeks ago. Be make being present your superpower. Do that. Presence. Number three, responsibility. Whew. This is a big one right now. Here's what I wrote in the book. No one is coming to save you. If you want it, go get it or build it. That goes for everything. Make your word your bond, your integrity your God. Own your power and the awesome responsibility that comes with it. Well, shit, no one is coming to save us. Again, I'm not harping on the government because I think they're doing the best they can for the most part. But this is ne there's never been a time when men and women together haven't woken up and said, okay, we got to handle this. We got to go get food. We have to make sure that the appliances work. If something breaks, we may have to fix it because the fix-it guy ain't coming over or the fix-it woman. You may not have to think out two years from now because we don't know what two years from now is going to look like. But why not have a plan for the next week? Why not take responsibility? Right? Yesterday, I busted out a whiteboard 
and wrote on it, okay, projects. These are the three projects I want to have done in the next three weeks. These are the courses I want to launch. This is how many guys I want to get in the nation. This is how many books I want to sell. This is how many t-shirts I want to sell. Why? Because I don't want to two months from now wake up and go, oh man, I'm broke. Man, I really thought this would end and, and people would just come buy my shit. So that's my way of taking responsibility. I went through the fridge yesterday. I said, okay, what's the stuff that's going to go bad? I need to eat that now. Because why? I don't want to throw stuff out during this. Food may be hard to come by. Or if not, I want to be responsible for the food I have and not be wasteful in any way. So your invitation is to look at the places in your life that you may not have been taking responsibility. You have the time. Right? How are your finances? What are your plans? If you want something, go get it. That may be a little hard right now, but how can you do it online? Is your marriage in trouble? Deal with it. You can still see therapists online. Have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Are your kids acting up? Take responsibility for them. Pull them aside. Tell them they're going to be okay. Tell them you understand that this is scary. It's called leadership. The beauty and shitty thing about leadership is it's radical responsibility. Right In the book, I write about a story of my boss years and years ago getting chewed out by our client, a guy named Fritz, awesome dude, just getting his ass chewed by our client. And when, uh, when he hangs up the phone, I was like, what was that all about? He goes, oh, you forgot to lock the gate last night. I was like, bro, why didn't you just tell him I forgot to lock the gate? He goes, because you work for me, so this is my detail, so if you fuck up, it's my responsibility. And I was like, oh, wow. I was in my 20s at the time. I was like, holy shit. Fritz is an ex-Marine. So he, he had responsibility, most likely physically beaten into him. But it was that level of radical responsibility that taught me what leadership is. And so you may not be running a company, but you are CEO of your life, whether you are a man or a woman. And so take that kind of ownership. And then again, here, you don't have to shit lightning, right? You don't have to redo the entire, the entire business. But I think one thing that's going to really help people stay sane and thrive in this situation is doing the little things they need to do to make themselves feel good and doing the little things to make themselves feel like they're in control. Right? When all else is out of control, control what you can. Every night before going to bed, I do my dishes. I know this may sound ridiculous. I make sure the kitchen's clean. And then every morning when I wake up, I make my bed. I know, ridiculous, right? Yet, when I walk downstairs in the morning to get coffee, I walk into a clean kitchen. When I walk upstairs at night to go to bed, I walk into a clean bedroom. Th that just calms me down. Maybe I'm a little OCD, but hell, when shit happens really fast in the outside world, I'm really glad I have a clean bed and I don't have to walk down and be like, oh shit, dishes. So no one's coming to save you. Responsibility. Number four, obsession. Here's what I wrote in the book. Bored is another word for lazy. Get busy, get passionate. Let the juice of life drip down your chin after you take a bite of every single opportunity you have. Become obsessed with your growth, with giving back, and with being authentic. Never stop striving, ever.
Now, this is a unique one because a lot of us can't go out and do the things we love to do, can we? Right? I can't go snowboarding right now. They closed the mountain. Can't go surfing right now. I just saw some dude in Costa Rica was getting like shot at by the police. And there's more books than you've ever had time to read on this earth. YouTube has every cooking show you could ever want to watch, right? You can dive down any wormhole you want. So pick something, pick growth, pick something that you want to study for the next three weeks, for the next month, make it a project. What do you want to study? Is it a foreign language, right? I bet you Duolingo is blowing up right now. What is it in your world that you're like, yeah, you know, I've always been curious about that. Now you have the time. Become obsessed with checking in with your friends. With saying kind words to people, to being the person that leads by sending the morning text that says, hey, I know shit's hard right now, but guess what? We got this. Or, and I sent this text to a buddy yesterday who's a genius, who's in the men's world, who fucks shit up, who has a beautiful marriage. They said, hey, tell me how you're doing honestly. Because I had that 1% sense that he's like me. He puts on a great front. Everybody thinks he's got his shit together, but he's human. So I checked in with him. But more important, I think this is, this is an opportunity to not be lazy where so many people are literally just using this as a snow day, right? It's just like Netflix and chill for a month. I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. Ozarks 3 is out. I'm watching it. It's awesome. And I watch it at night after I do all my work. So bored is another word for lazy. Pick a subject. Pick a topic. Pick something you want to dive down. There's a masterclass. It's like 15 bucks a month. You get access to the greatest minds in the world and they'll teach you shit. Chris Voigt, or I think that's his name, uh, or Chris Vaughn, one of the two, teaching on negotiations. Fascinating. The dude's the ex-FBI uh, hostage negotiator. You believe that? For 15 bucks, you get to take a class with the ex-FBI hostage negotiator. So bored is another word for lazy. Don't be bored. Number five, competency. Here's what I wrote in the book. The more you can do, the more you can do. Acquire skills in as many arenas as possible. Learn to change your tire, cook a seven-course meal, and defend a choke. Know how to swim, surf, and climb. Become a master of as many domains as you can, like your life depends on it. This is very similar to obsession. And again, it's going to be a challenge because you may not have access to the areas that you used to have access to, right? We can't do jujitsu right now. We can't kickbox right now. But I'm telling you, there's so much stuff that you can do. And in the, in the U.S., we are so reliant upon other people to fix our stuff. Or we throw it out and we get new stuff. I remember when I did the, um, the month in survival school in the woods. I only had one pair of gloves and they weren't thick gloves. They were like work gloves, but they made the difference at night because it was so damn cold of keeping my hands warm. And so I remember being obsessed with knowing where those gloves were at all times. Like if I woke up and one wasn't on, that was a panic because I knew I couldn't replace them. So I'm saying this because you have an opportunity now to do some home repairs 
to fix some shit around your house, to come up with ideas of what, what could you do in your garage, right? And if you don't have access to any of that stuff, again, learn skills. Before all this shit went down, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I went to a cooking class here in Denver. Why? Because I want to be a great cook. And now I'm picking one meal a week to cook off of YouTube. One thing I've never cooked before. Why? Because I really want to eat well during all this shit. And I understand that at some point it will end. And I know how I want to come out of it when it does. So those are the five pillars. I think you can use them by, again, framing this as an opportunity. By one, admitting, okay, this is happening. Accepting that it's happening. Accepting that this is not our reality forever, but it's most likely going to be our reality for a long ass time. We have two choices here, right? I think it's in, uh, isn't it in Shawshank Redemption? Say so like you can do the time or the time can do you. Do the time. Do the time wisely. Do the time well. Remind yourself that you are uncivilized and the civilized world is crumbling around you. If you don't see that, poke your head up a little bit higher. The civilized world is crumbling around you. And when this is all said and done, there are gonna, there's going to be a need for strong people. There's going to be a need for leadership. Men, there is going to be a need for uncivilized men like you have never saw, seen before. For the first time in my adult life on social media last week, I saw a post that said, men, we need you now. And I thought, well, well, well. They need us to have both our fucking arms strong and our hearts open. We cannot just keep sacrificing ourselves in the name of progress. So use this time, folks. Use it, use it, use it. If you're interested in getting your hands on my book, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. And men, if you are interested in joining the nation, right? this is my group. This is the group that has the most access to me. This is the group that is supporting itself and supporting each other in ways I never thought possible when I opened it. I didn't know this was going to happen. Daily, men are supporting each other. Daily, men are holding each other accountable. I'm bringing in experts to talk to them. We are holding in-house challenges. This group is going to take over the free world when this is all done. Right? If you're interested in that, I could not make this any cheaper. It's $25 a month. That is less than a dollar a day. That's the group you want to be in if you want to be on top when this is all said and done. If you're interested in that, go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the nation. Thanks so much for your support, guys. Again, this is Traver. I'm with you on this. I'm in Denver. I'm locked down. I'm, do, I'm putting myself through the exact same exercises. I'm giving you guys the exact same mind frame exercises, all of it. I love you. 
I appreciate your support. I appreciate getting messages from you. If this was valuable to you, please share it or let me know. You can always reach me on Instagram at Traver Bohm or shoot me an email, Traver at manuncivilized.com and I will get back to you. Go be uncivilized.